Hey, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever this may come across your screen to your ears. Um, welcome, thank you for coming back and listening in again. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna jump right into it, okay? Um, I did say that I wanted to start with some affirmations um, or like some quotes or just positive energy um, before my episodes. Um, I have gotten into manifesting things in my life and speaking affirmations for about a year now. And it's really been working for me. It motivates me. Um, I even place different affirmations and quotes on my children's calendar that remind them of who they are each day i remind them to read it and we switch it out monthly they enjoy it for the most part um my daughter lyric even has the manifestation and affirmation app on her phone and she always telling me about her favorite quotes um let me say that it is very important i think um to speak life into your children um it's important to teach them and show them how to love because words are very powerful, okay? Words are extremely powerful. Saying certain things to your children can affect them forever, and I'm definitely a product of that. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. I say my affirmations at least three times um, when I do speak them. That's just my thing. You know, everyone has their own thing. You do as you wish. Um, so... I am physically, mentally, and emotionally ready to enter a new phase in my life. I am ready to grow and get better. I am physically, mentally, and emotionally ready to enter a new phase in my life. I am ready to grow and get better. I am physically, mentally, and emotionally ready to enter a new phase in my life. I am ready to grow and get better. Um, this affirmation means a whole lot to me. You know, we're definitely going into a new year, especially with the pandemic, the new strain out. Um, it's, it's, it's time to grow. It's time to get better. It's time to look at things differently in life because, you know, life is too short. Nothing is promised to you. Um, this podcast is a new outlet for me, especially with everything I have endured in the past few years. Honey, I am surprised that I do not have any gray hair. You know, I I might have a few. I just can't see it. But Lord, the stress has been real, you know, from relocating to South Carolina, a failed engagement, uh, acquiring two additional children. By the way, that is the episode you do not want to miss. Okay. I will make sure I remind people because having four kids, it has been a journey these past few months. Um, <laughs> and let me say that having four kids is not a joke. It is not for the week. Okay. It is not for the week. Um, so my heart and love goes out to all the mothers and fathers who have four plus children that are teenagers, preteens, whatever. Definitely not for the week. <laughs> but yeah, um, I ended up failing my class when I was getting ready to graduate um, next year. Well, this year, February 2022. Um, but I will be starting back up soon, though. 
road to becoming a nurse practitioner is underway, okay? It is underway, baby. Um, I dealt with a little bit of stress, some depression, you know, losing my ex-best friend, um, trifling-ass baby daddies. Okay, we all can relate to that. Um, losing my best friend since fourth grade. Um, he passed away. Um, living in Florence, South Carolina alone after my failed engagement. That is a stress. Okay, that's a stress. Um, this damn pandemic. Like, wh- <laughs> I can't. And let me just point that I am a nurse for DHEC and being a public health nurse, Lord have mercy. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave that right there. But y'all see where I'm going with this, right? Okay. The stress has been real, you know, so each episode is just going to reflect just that, the real. I'm definitely not going to take away from the happy times. Um, Everything's not just going to be depressed and, you know, just making people grab tissues. It's not always going to be like that. Um, Because even though stress and depression crept into crept climbed into my life climbed into my bed um the love for my children watching them succeed you know my new found love um my new job my amazing friends and supportive family have all kept me above water um I must say I have a great support system and without that I don't know where I would be you know um just know I am very excited i'm elated about my first episode um i really didn't know which direction i wanted to head into for my first episode um so i decided to start with the beginning my story just a little backstory you know just letting you know who i am for those that don't know where i come from you know the basics just the basics um i'll just start uh i'm the last child and only daughter to my mother sandra um, most people know her as Sandy. Rest in peace, mommy. My mother died in 2003. Um, she was murdered two weeks after I turned 16. Um, that's definitely another episode for another day. We will dive into that. So stay tuned. Um, yeah, I'm the oldest and was the only girl until I was 23 to my father. Papa is definitely a rolling stone. I don't know what you got going on. Okay. Um, <laughs> we definitely have a love-hate relationship. Uh, both of my parents were addicts. Uh, my father is still an alcoholic. Functioning, but definitely with Bacardi and Coke on deck. Okay. Functioning, functioning, functioning. But he's alcoholic. Let's just put it out there. We really don't talk often. We used to. We talk. Mm, I don't know how much anymore, but... Um, we don't talk a lot. He did a lot of time in jail, majority of my life. And his want to be young ass, still can't stay out. I don't know what he got going on, but this man, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, my mother was on drugs most of the time, as far as I can remember as well. Uh, I do remember her being clean at least twice, um, when I lived with her in Willis, Texas, and once before, when she used to come and visit me and my brothers in South Carolina. And I must say, I had some of the best times of my life with my mom that I can remember. Um, my mother was an addict. 
Um, she was always so vibrant and happy. Um, you wouldn't know that she was on drugs unless you actually knew her, you know. Um, I've always wondered why and how my mom became an addict. And I never understood the pain that she was trying to seclude by doing drugs. Um, when my dad got out, he, you know, started his own business. He was doing really good. Yes, he was still drinking, but he was doing stuff with himself. And I just never understood, you know, the times that my mom was just not trying hard enough to be cl become clean that I knew about. You know, she could have been, you know, but the times that I've spoken to her and the things that I heard, like, my family members talk about and stuff, you know, it's like she didn't, she wasn't trying. But I could be wrong. She could have absolutely been trying. Um, I just never understood what she was trying to hide. Not all of it, but at least now I can say I understand way more than I thought I did. I definitely understand way more um i saw uh i saw a quote on facebook excuse me um i saw a quote on facebook that um i'm gonna find shortly and i'm gonna let you know why i feel like i understand um so yeah this is the part that i always struggle with um it's really explaining my childhood and what i went through the events that turned me and so the person that I am and the person that I had to overcome because my parents were not in my life full time. I was raised by my maternal grandmother. Um, most of my listeners are aware of that. Um, I grew up for the most part in Charleston, South Carolina. But throughout the course of my younger years, I lived in several places. <laughs> like... At age like 10-ish, 11-ish, approximately 5th grade, um, I was sent away from my grandmother to live in Texas with my mom. She was clean at the time, and she had been trying to get me and my brothers for a while, but I was the only one because I was a black sheep, still am, but I <laughs> was considered a black sheep and was sent away to live with my mother in Texas, which I don't have anything negative to say about that I still have great friends from that time I still have family from that time and it was an amazing time okay um apparently I was bad <laughs> so after that um my mother had relapsed over Christmas break I would never forget that we will dive into that later too um and then I moved back to South Carolina with my grandmother for about a year year or so maybe a year or two and then I was sent to live with my stepmother and my father in Miami. <laughs> and then back to South Carolina. Um, and then back to Miami. And then to Maryland. <laughs> and that is where my life changed forever. It sounds like a lot, y'all. But I promise I'm going to break down each and every event. But for now, just bear with me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> anywho, um, I live with my grandmother. Uh, my two brothers and my aunt at some point, uh, my mother's youngest sibling, until my oldest brother and my aunt moved out. And then it was just me and my brother Spencer until I was 16, and I was put out. Um, <laughs> I promise y'all it's a method to my madness, and these are all going to be explained 
and broken down, okay? Um, there's a reason why I let you guys know about me being sent away and coming back and sent away at just like the age of 10, <laughs> 11, you know, just young ages. Um, there's a reason. Um, but as I was saying prior, both of my parents were addicts. So it's natural for society to expect you to take that route, to go in that direction, especially when not just your parents, but most of your family are on drugs. Like literally 95% of my mother's siblings are or were on drugs and in and out of jail, like still to this day, literally. Um, that's all I've seen growing up or heard about every day being talked about. That's, I mean, that's what I've seen. That's what I knew. And I can always remember saying to myself at a young age, like, that could never be me. That, no, it could never be me. Um, and I still say it as an adult, but as a child, I remember saying it like, that is not going to be me. Um, however, I did read a post, like I said earlier, on Facebook <clears throat> that um, stated alcohol is not a getaway drug. Cannabis is not a getaway drug. Nicotine is not a getaway drug. Caffeine is not a getaway drug. Trauma is the gateway drug. And I say getaway, y'all, but y'all know what I meant. I'm sorry. Let me repeat that. It's cannabis <laughs> isn't a gateway drug. Alcohol isn't a gateway drug. Nicotine isn't a gateway drug. And caffeine isn't a gateway drug. Trauma is the gateway drug. Um, childhood abuse is the gateway drug. Molestation is the gateway drug. Neglect is the gateway drug. Let me repeat that. Cannabis, alcohol, nicotine, and caffeine are not gateway drugs. Trauma is the gateway drug. Childhood abuse is the gateway drug. Molestation is the gateway drug. Neglect is the gateway drug. Drug abuse and violent behavior hypersexuality and self-harm are often symptoms not the cause of much bigger issues and it almost always stems from a childhood filled trauma absent parents and an abusive family but most people are too busy laughing at the homeless and drug addicts to realize your own children could be in their shoes in 15 years communicate empathize rehabilitate when i saw that post it was literally touching to me, especially knowing that I was in the midst of working on this podcast, um, working on this episode, to be exact. Um, so it's just like it came to me when I when I saw it, it was like, wow, it, it came at the, the perfect time. Um, and becoming who I am today, I believe this is true like this post is true with all my heart like with my experience my research talking to others like this is something that I truly believe so growing up for me is something that I never opened up about you know I endured so many traumas from being molested physically mentally and verbally abused being ex expelled from school twice sixth and seventh grade lord have mercy um being bullied like it was so much and it was never me just deciding to be bad. It was more like me trying to find myself and in the midst of it or attempting to find my, attempting to find myself, 
I was choosing to make the wrong decisions. You know, going to school was my outlet. It was my place to be free, my place to pretend and let everything out. You know, no, not knowing, like, my actions was going to affect me in the long run because they really did. Um, home was not always something that it was portrayed to be on the outside. Like, everyone looked at it like, oh, you, y'all this, y'all that. But it, was, it wasn't really that. It, it definitely wasn't that. I went through things that no child should ever have to deal with. Some caused by others and some I actually brought upon myself just trying to figure out life. <clears throat> and the things that I experienced and endured made me suppress my emotions and feelings and I never learned how to trust. Um, I just did what I felt was okay at the time. Being sent away for being quote unquote bad didn't only make me feel unloved, it taught me to run as an adult. Hence why I brought up the fact that I was sent away multiple times at a young age. It just taught me to run. It caused me many failed relationships um, with partners, friends, family. And again, it still affects me to this day. You know, being told as a child, not a teenager, a child, that I would be just like my parents made me feel worthless and made me feel as though like no one believed in me. And it hurts when it's being told by people or a person that is supposed to make you feel loved and safe. You know, it's it, it hurts more when it's coming from that type of person. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my entire childhood was a horror story. However, the bad definitely outweighed the good. Um, surviving the abuse was not something that I thought I could ever do. Getting out of certain situations... Um, Still to this day, I can't understand how I made it through. I can only continue to thank God for growth and strength because, honey, <laughs> it was hard. It was scary. And some days I just wanted to die. Like, I wanted to give up. I didn't want to live anymore. But I pushed through and I overcame. Um, we all have been through things. I'm sure of that. But everyone's story could never be the same. You literally could live in the house with other people being raised by the same parents, and yet your story could never be the same. Like, sharing a room with one of your siblings, and y'all can have a whole different view of what you endure living in that household. And in my case, it was just that. Me and my brother have two different stories, um, and it's mine is not his. I had to learn what real love was my whole life, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. You know, running became my go-to. It was my outlet. And if I felt like I couldn't get away from running, hurting people with my words or actions was like my second defense. So they would leave me instead. And then yeah, I'd be okay with it. Like, okay, bye. Like, you know, um, being able to run and leave a situation behind and quote unquote start fresh was a normal for me. Like, it was normal. Um, before I had children and even after I had children, it felt normal and it was easy. It was easy to do. You know, um, at 16, I was out in the world, like, just alone. Like, didn't have one of my parents. I had one parent, but didn't have that parent, per se. You know, thinking I knew what to do and how life worked. You know, my friends was in school creating relationships and bonds that would last forever and figuring out where they going to college and I was just trying to figure out who I was and when and where my next meal was going to come from you know where I was sleeping at 
tonight, you know. Um, and I was just praying that I can just make it another day at 16. Like, legit, you know, while people at my age was, like, focusing on, like, you know, what college we going to, what I'm going to do with my life, having family and friends help them. I was just trying to stay out of trouble long enough to graduate from high school. That was, like, my ultimate goal. Um, even though I was running the streets and doing what I was doing, I still wanted to graduate from high school because it was something that I always heard I would never do. I'm going to be a dropout. I'm going to be pregnant. I'm going to be a drug addict. And I just kept saying to myself, that's not going to be me. You know, staying with my grandmother was not an option anymore. My father didn't know how to really deal with me. And in my opinion, didn't know how to deal especially because all he had was boys, you know, and they was then and still are his favorite. Like he's, he's a boy dad. He just cares about his boys and that's just what it is. And it's all facts. Um, I really never understood why I had to be born in a family that I was born into. Not all of my family members. Let me just make that clear. It's not everybody, you know, and we're going to dive into that soon. Um, however, who like at 16 how do you survive you know alone when your only parent alive abandons you you know the person that raised you quote unquote um love to say if it wasn't for me you being foster care I'm the only one that took care of you I'm the only one like hearing that type of stuff you know it sticks with a person it affects a person you know at that point how do you know what real love is being molested by your uncle and being told what happens in this house stays in this house, you know, saying that, you know, I was lying because I was too fast and, but hadn't even had sex yet. Like literally, um, everybody thought I was having sex because the way my butt was bigger and like just my actions probably made it seem like I was having sex, but wasn't, I was literally not at all. Um, but at the point that I was in my life, like, how do you learn not to run when all of you, all you've known your whole life was being let down, put down, and being sent away because you weren't worth the hassle as a child, 10, 11, you know, 12 years old, being sent away because you're not worth the stress, you know? So that's what I did. I ran, you know? It became normal. I ran until I didn't. I ran until I didn't. Um, meaning like here I am now, I'm 34 years old. I'll be 35 in three days, turn up. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm at a place where I have learned to love and stick things out with people in my life that love me and that show me and that are loyal. And I don't stick around when I don't feel loved, but I don't look at that as running. I remind myself that I'm choosing me. Um, I don't call it running anymore. Um, I'm choosing me. I learned how to be an amazing mother, far from perfect, but my children could and would never endure what I went through as long as I'm breathing. I created my own family for them. Um, they have a grandmother. They have a pop-pop, aunties and uncles that do not play about them, okay? They do not play about my children. And the catch is the majority of them are not blood. And that is because I chose me. I chose them. I chose to give them something 
that I didn't have, you know, a supportive foundation, a loving family that could never and would never turn their backs on them, that would never allow them to sleep on the couch of a stranger or something happened to me um, if I couldn't be there to protect them. I chose my own family, handpicked, you know, and I created my own and not just randomly, like I didn't just go randomly pick people. It's been years, like two decades for some of them um, of love and loyalty, just being there without feeling like I'm being judged, talked about or looked down on. Um, I can be myself. My children can be themselves. They can, you know, we can live our lives knowing I have an amazing support system. Um, I have learned to not let my past define me. But instead, let it be my motivation to continue to push and grow. You know, I'm a nurse because of me. I'm an amazing mother because of me. I could have taken a different route. I could have became what they spoke over me and said that I would become. But I'm none of those things. I have never done or even tried drugs a day in my life. I drink socially and maybe sometimes more than social. But whatever, that's my business, okay? But... I never could be an addict. I, I I couldn't. I saw what it did to my mother. I see I see what it's doing to my father. It could never be me. Um, I'm where I am today because I learned resilience. I learned strength and how to endure adversities um, and overcome adversities. And I learned to understand that running is not the answer in every situation. You know, I always say to people, I'm healing, but I'm not healed yet because, of course, I still have thoughts of giving up on certain situations at times, you know, but I have to remind myself that I need to choose me in every situation. Um, I believe that a person has to earn my trust, but I'm more open to real life situations and I've learned that I can control my future. I can control my life and my words are very powerful and therefore I speak everything into existence and I manifest the things in my life right now, like currently. And even though I'm not religious or spiritual, I believe that what you put out into the universe is what you're going to get back. Like, believe me when I say whatever you put out, whatever you speak out is what you get back. And I'm currently speaking from a hurt and healed place at the same time. Some of you going to feel me on that, okay? That I'm speaking from a hurt and heal place at the same time but some of it most people is going to go over your head it's going to go over your head and that's unfortunate but you'll get it you continue to listen you'll get it okay um but no when i'm speaking this is where i'm speaking from a hurt and a heal place at the same damn time okay um i'm speaking from past pain and past traumas i'm speaking on things that i'm currently going through and went through and somebody listening right now needs to hear that. Um, they need to hear that it's time to choose you. You need to hear that it's time to choose you. It's time to put yourself first and not allow your past to dictate your future. Trust me, if I could do it, you could do it too. Um, sometimes we need to hear words of encouragement and hearing someone else's story in order to take that first step to choose you. And honey, I am here for it. I am here for it all. I am walking proof. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Um, I have four kids and two dogs that are not going to feed themselves. Okay. <laughs> um, but just FYI on the next episode, we are going to dive deep 
into my mother's life, um, her traumas, uh, stories she shared with me that haven't been heard yet to others, um, what it's like growing up without her, the times that I've lived with her and spent time with her, you know, her relapse that I experienced um, the day I got the call that she was taken from us. So, yeah, I hope you guys are ready because we, we diving deep next episode. I appreciate um, you listening. Um, I kind of rushed up my last my, my last little spiel because um, my kids, I, I hear them in there, they hungry. <laughs> um, so let me go take care of that, you guys. Um, but, yeah, we're going to end it by saying I'm physically, mentally, and emotionally ready to enter a new phase in my life. I'm ready to grow and get better. I am physically, mentally, and emotionally ready to enter a new phase in my life. I am ready to grow and get better. You are physically, mentally, and emotionally ready to enter a new phase in your life. You are ready to grow and get better. Peace and love, y'all.